Imagine being able to transform yourself into someone whose simple presence can bring calm and balance to all kind of environments and social situations. In your family, at work, or anywhere in public. Someone who works hand in hand with the extra physical helpers, for whom you provide an intraphysical entry point for multidimensional assistance. This is a role we can all take on. Not through some mysterious spiritual practice or by becoming saintly, but by attending to our inner emotional life and by developing a consistent practice of working with our energetic body. It is this latter aspect that is the focus today. Understanding and consciously working with our bioenergies, also known as chi or vital energy, can have a big impact on our life. It adds to our purpose in life, enabling us to assist many more people than we otherwise could, because our healthy energy is a resource that can support others who are struggling. Regular energy work also greatly enhances our quality of life, helping us have greater vitality, stay more focused and balanced, and generally grounded in life. Bioenergy work has been my passion for a long time now, but it is not a subject I often get to discuss in detail. So I was delighted when I was approached by today's guests, Marlon Muraro and Fabiana Serrato, who wanted to come on and talk about bioenergetic mastery. Marlon and Fabiana are volunteers with a conscienciology research organization called Reapprendencia. If you are new here and don't know about conscienciology, Marlon and Fabiana give a brief explanation about it at the beginning of our chat. It is a framework for understanding multidimensionality that I have drawn on for over two decades, and I still think it is one of the best ways for dissecting and understanding multidimensionality. Marlon Muraro is an accountant, Cambridge-certified English teacher, barista, polyglot, and world explorer currently living in Bangkok, Thailand. He has been a volunteer of Conscienciology since 2008 and an instructor since 2015. Fabiana Serrato is a polymath with backgrounds in architecture, positive psychology, didactics, and methodology, project planning and building. She has been a self-knowledge researcher and conscienciology instructor since 1997. She is also a mother of two daughters. Currently, she is an entrepreneur, interpreter, and writer. We cover a lot regarding bioenergies in this talk, but it is one of those things we can study and practice for a lifetime. If you want to go deeper into the topic, I'd encourage you to listen to episode one, where I guide you through a bioenergy exercise as well as the recent episodes 50 on presential strength with Tatiana Motta and 51 on Homo sapiens serenissimus with Tony Muskopf. Both of those episodes offer different angles on the role of energy in our evolution. But for now, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Marlon and Fabiana. And before we dive in, the usual reminder... Don't believe in anything, including what we talk about here. Experiment, research, and come to your own conclusions. So Marlon and Fabiana, welcome. And uh, I'm really looking forward to talking with you guys about bioenergies. It's a topic that I feel very passionate about. So I look forward to hearing your perspective. Excellent. 
Thank you so much for having us. We, we are very happy to be here and talk about uh, these topics and, and also explain a little one of our techniques that is the vibration of state. So we, we plan to talk a little on bioenergies and give you a technique to help uh, everybody master their bioenergies. So thanks for having us. Yes, it is a great pleasure to be here, actually, talking about such an important topic. And uh, we do have a lot to bring here. And I hope you do enjoy and ask all the questions you want to ask. It will be a pleasure to be talking and uh, involving, also answering all the questions. So, so what I, I quite like to, to start with um, a bit of background, you know, about your, yourselves. But I actually thought I would start with you both here today in a way as volunteers with an organization called Reapendencia, right? And if yeah, I understand exactly. correctly, Reapendencia essentially means relearning, right? Re relearning something. And so I was curious to start with, you know, what is it that we are relearning? What does that name refer to? <laughs> That is a fantastic question, a great question. Actually, we might even say that we are, once we are born here, we are relearning many things again. No? And, but our main focus is connected and learn from the evolutionary point of view, meaning that uh, we can qualify ourselves, we can recycle ourselves, and we can, uh, we can be better, a better version from ourselves almost every day, minute by minute, second by second. So this is what we mainly call relearning. You know? the, more we, the more we cycle, the more we look to ourselves, more things we learn every day. What do you think, Marlo? Yeah. Um, I would just say, can I just, chuck, can I just chuck in there? Because, you know, relearning suggests that we're learning something we already knew, right, or already had some skill or something. So I don't know, Marlo, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we are part of this organization. So just the background of the organization, uh, it's called Reapprendentia. It's one of uh, one of 20 plus uh, consensual institutions that we have, uh, mainly from Brazil. We are we have our international branch, which is the Reapprendentia International. And our institution works mainly on uh, focus. The focus of our institution is to work on teachers' formation or instructor formation in consensuality. So we have many workshops and we have many courses for teachers' formation. Uh, this is what uh, this is the main objective of our uh, organization, Consensus Central Organization in Brazil. And replying to your questions. Yes, some things we know and some things we forget when we come to, to this life. So relearning, absolutely relearning some things that we, we knew before or we worked in other lives. Uh, so we, we are continuing the journey, right? And other things, of course, we might go, we might, we might be relearning some things, but we are also expanding the knowledge. So we take advantage of this life so we can expand the knowledge and, and go further and, and, and go deeper in the knowledge that, uh, that we can absorb. And, and each life we do a little more, right? Yeah, yeah so we start just to, to finish a little bit on that. Uh, 
to conclude about what Marlon said, we start, we use one of the pillars that we use to study ourselves is the seriexology, meaning that this means that we are not here for the first time. So since considering that uh, kind of expanding the paradigm, expanding the perception that we have about our own physical life, we might consider that. That's exactly what Instructor Marlo mentioned. We are not here, you no know, learning things for the first time. That's why the word relearning. Mm. And you mentioned their seriexology, that, that is the study of existential series, right? The study of life, sequential lives, what you call um, existential right. series in, exactly. in theology. And the other word mm-hmm. you used, Fabiana, before was recycling, right? And I think when most of us think about yes. recycling, we think about recycling stuff. And you were talking about it mm-hmm. as, a, as an inner process. So maybe you could just... Just clarify. Yes, you, uh, it's uh, actually for me. Uh, actually, for me, Kin is one of the most important words, because whenever we think about changing, you no know, recycling, we are connecting with more with ourselves. So this means that whenever I do something, a minute later or a day later, I can make the same situation better. This, uh, it goes together with self-renovation, self-perception and self-renovation. The more you perceive about yourself, the better you get with your actions, behaviors, and this is the recycle we mean. So you change for the better. You renew yourself. This is basically the, the main meaning of recycling. What I find interesting, just to complement a little on the idea of seriology or seriax or lives in sequence, many lives that we had, is that we had many lives in the past. We will have many lives in the future. And it's interesting how we are, as a society, we focus on the goal, right? We have to have a goal and and this is what we focus on. But once we start to see our evolutionary journey as a process and that the end is far ahead, right? When we we still have so many things to learn about ourselves, we still have so many things to to organize and control and and develop. Um, So it's 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 a nice contrast from society where you have the focus on the goal and we actually, right, a suggestion would be that we, if we could focus on the journey and take advantage of the journey, because the journey is going to take a while in the sense of there's still many lives ahead and there's still many, many things to learn. And so when, when we focus on the journey and, 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 and learn to enjoy the process, right, so we were talking about relearning, we were talking about recycling, we were talking about uh, expanding the ideas. So if we focus on the journey, um, I guess this, it gives a sense of uh, wonder and it's very alleviating for anxiety as well, right? Because <laughs> the goal is, is ahead and at some point. So now in my journey, what can I learn? What can I improve at this moment in this process, right? So if uh, we, we, learn how to, we learn to have joy in the process, in our evolutionary journey, I think this is a very um, 
interesting outcome or nice idea from the from when we study multiple lives, from when we study uh, the pair phenomena. And also, Marlon, the perception of tools and process, because our society, they tend to use the tool as a goal. For example, a very simple example, money. Now, money for, for the big majority of the society, it's, it's a goal to be achieved. Of course, once we perceive life as a process, it is a very important tool. But it's a tool you use to take better profit, to take to profit from your life, from our life. So perceiving these things as a process will give you a sense of perception and much less struggle, much less suffer. You know? And also bioenergy, it's one of the biggest part of this entire process. Also perceiving life as an intraphysical life together, you know, applying bioenergetics, uh, perceptions and actions, it gives us a much wider perception of the reality that we live in. Yes, bioenergy is definitely a key instrument to, as you say, you know, take full advantage of life, right? Like money is an important instrument that we can earn, but bioenergy is an instrument that we can create for ourselves, right? In, in, in whatever our situations are like otherwise. And, um, but before we, before we get to that, I would like to find out a little bit more from you respectively how you even got into this space, right? Usually there's some trigger experience or something that brings you mm -hmm. in. I mean, Fabiana, I don't know. Like I know from you, I've met your mother uh, a long time ago. I know she was very much mm -hmm. into consensiology. So I don't know if you followed in your mother's footsteps or whether there was something for yourself. And I don't know nothing about your story, Marlon. So I'd be curious to to hear how you, yeah. you know, because these, these are not usual choices, right? To be volunteers in... Reapprendencia mm -hmm. is not a not a mm -hmm. usual choice. What drives you and what brought you there? What brought me actually was not her. It was more myself looking for something else. I always had this sensation that life was more than just working, getting married and paying the bills. It was more than that. I, I had this something on the back of my mind since I was a child. And I, I was looking for that. Although I, I've been always very technical, I'm an architect, so I tend to be very technical and, and very focus-oriented. And I was looking for something else. And then I, I reached Consensiology in that movement. Yes, in 1997, I, I got in touch with instructor Valdo Vieira, which is the, the founder from Consensiology. And, um, and then he introduced me Consensiology and also invited me to teach Consensiology in Italy. And then the entire process started. Since I was always, I always wanted to, in the back of my mind, you know, I always was looking for something more than just my job and just earning money. So Consensiology for me was perfect because it gave me the sense of really perceiving life the way life supposed to be, you know, in a more evolutionary process and in a more evolutionary way. So my first contact with Consensiology was in 1997 with him, through him in, yeah. in Barcelona. 
And was there something in your life before that? I mean, I understand, you know, a lot of people have this feeling of there must be something more to life, right, than just money, like earning a living and, and just, just basically, um, yeah, the sense of purpose, right? A lot of us, I think, are looking for some kind of purpose. Mm-hmm. But was there something in your history that had especially made meant um, you know, talking about out-of-body experiences and energy and those things, that that spoke to you? Not at all. It was the, the first contact was uh, with him, through him. He, I guess, he the contact with him and his ideas and hearing someone uh, talking from the evolutionary point of view, I would say that it was what triggered me, the, the interest in that very important science. Uh, of course, for me, I have 20 years of self-research and understanding consciousology much better, you know, but that was the, the trigger for me, the connection. Right. Before, before that, before Barcelona, I was totally uh, work-focused, money-focused, and very intraphysical, very materialistic, so to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And what about you, Marlon? How did that happened for you yeah um for me was it was very i think i can relate to fabiana is in the sense of search i probably was searching and i i was reading i was probably reading a lot of more mystical things and and mystical books until an english teacher of mine which is i find this a very interesting connection an english teacher that i had she gave me a pamphlet and in the pamphlet said have you heard about out of the body experience and there was a little drawing of a person going out of the body and then this is a free lecture given date and, and time and the moment i got that i was like whoa i need to know this like this was, it was a simple pamphlet, but the image, the idea of out-of-body experience, I never heard of out-of-body experience before that. And it, it was a big call for me. So of course that the first free lecture was in my agenda and I waited anxiously to go. And when I went to the center, which was in Brazil, in Curitiba, in, my, in the city that I was born, and I sat down to watch the lecture and they explained a little of uh, the whole science and the main, the basic topics and the main ideas. For me, it was hearing something that I thought that, that, that was already inside my mind and it, were, it was already part of me in some way. I was just seeing everything on the whiteboard, classified and organized. So from, from that moment on, I was like, okay, this is, I found it. This is the place I, I need to invest my time here. And, and so it was very interesting because it was just a, just a free lecture and a couple of people in the room. And for me, that was, that was the big moment. I said, okay, yeah, these people are talking about the things that I've been thinking all my life. And for me, this is very much possible and from there, and this was in 2007, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And then from there, one course after another, after another, and then many courses later, here we are yeah. <laughs> as instructors of consciology and, and organizing a course uh, in English. 
So I always find the interesting connection that it was an English teacher that gave me a pamphlet. So yes, that's true. <laughs> it's always I was always called my attention, like, okay, so not only right <laughs> in Kosciuszology, but I should work on the English branch of it, right? Well, or, yeah. or the international part. Yeah. So for me, that was it. That was it. Uh, the, the moment I saw the that was the the big, big like calling it, in a way. I mean, it, it, it's I, I when you say it like that, maybe I hear it like that because it was for me was what happened was when I first came across um, uh, content theology, much what Jesus described. It felt like I know all this. Like I, it was. So this is where this relearning comes in, right? It was like oh, exactly this is right stuff that, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. funny, right? Because um, I know a lot of people when they come across consensiology, they look at because the, the words, right? There's a lot of complicated words, all the new words, and and for some people that's like totally off-putting, right? They're like, oh, this is so complicated. I don't. Why did I have to make put make up these new words? And then I don't know if it was like that for you, but for me it was like like say proexis, you know, or existential program the uh or consine into physical consciousness like it's like oh yeah like i knew these already that's how it felt right it was very familiar was that similar for you with the with the neologisms and yeah i didn't have any trouble with the neologisms i i kind of um now that we are many years later we see so much potential in them and we often tell the students during the course it's like okay we are go- today or some classes that we have more neologisms to explain. We tell the students, okay, so today we have a lot of new words. Don't, don't let it upset you. <laughs> the idea is that we are, but the new words also, they're, they're so interesting because after so many years, we can, from two, three words that we combine together, we can, we can send a whole message that is so much bigger than uh, that, that if we had to explain in other words that are more common, right? Yeah. So the neologisms are, are fascinating in a way that they give so much more information in a very short condensed word. That it, I mean, but I know it to me that in the beginning it's, it's a little tricky, right? Like to. to yeah. One fantastic uh, neologism, for example, is this combination of thoughts, sentiments, and energy. A whole package of idea, which is tosin. It is uh, fantastic being able to combine that in one word. And this gives exactly the sense what it is. Whenever you send a thought, you also send together an energy. And you also have together uh, a perception, an emotional feeling and perception. Mm. This is a very good example of it an is. entire concept. Yeah, that's true. And it's a good, it's a good segue to, to start talking about bioenergies as well. But one thing I did want to say, though, I was just thinking as I was speaking about how natural the words came to me, right, and to you as well by the sounds of it. But I think what's good to remember is that if we think that there's value to this system of understanding and knowledge, then it's also really important for us to find ways to share it with people for whom it doesn't come so naturally right where there is um yeah where where the at least that aspect of it is is maybe a bit of a of an obstacle and to communicate um it these can understandings be, clearly yeah it can be an obstacle in the beginning or for some people we understand that it's new words but also when we bring a new word or and we were talking about recycling we're talking about relearning 
So we bring new words so that the old words, because the new words, they, they mean something else or they mean something that we already recycle and we are trying to relearn. So we bring in new words so that you don't, uh, you don't need to associate with past trauma. You don't need to associate with something that happened in another time or some, something else that you learn. So we bring new words, we bring the new, new, logisms, new logisms to help uh, people also see things from a different perspective. And we are here, in, well, in Consensiology, we, we are making science and we are studying in a very logical and practical way the consciousness. So in order to do that, we, we need to establish new vocabulary as well, especially because we're bringing uh, new concepts. Yeah, together with that, Marlon, I, I also think that one important thing, especially here in the dealing with international you know, uh, students and the connection, the challenge is bringing neologies, bringing new words, but bringing in a very didactic way, giving examples, helping people to really understand. And whenever, that's why our example, it's, it's very important because when we bring how we learn, we can also help the students to understand better those new words and, and place the new words into their life, into their own perspective. So this is the, the, an interesting challenge as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about bioenergies and maybe you guys can start by... Um telling us what do you mean? What do we mean when we say bioenergies? I can help you with that. Um, so in Consensiology, as we're talking right now, um, we, we, have, we work with a hypothesis that in the universe, there's only two realities, energy and consciousness. And the consciousness has the ability to manipulate this energy. So when we say manipulate these energies, we have our, our very own physical body, right? Which is in this uh, dimension, it's energy. If we start to study and break it to and break it to break into smaller parts, we are left with energies again, right? We have atoms, electrons, and protons. So our physical body, our dimension. Everything that we, we see here, we touch is energies. And the consciousness has the, is the other reality in the universe that is able to manipulate this energy. These energies that we're talking about, or bioenergies, is the energy that we use to manifest ourselves, right? When we interact with other consciousness, we exchange energies. When we, ch when we change places, when we go to different environments, we are also exchanging energies with environments. So we exchange energy with exchange energies with ambient, with people, with other consciousness. And these energies is what we call bioenergies, the energies that we use to manifest uh, as consciousness. And we also, to help us study these bioenergies, we classify them into two categories, which would be immanent energies and conscientious energies. So here we go with the neologisms and the big words, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's just start with one of them. Um, so we have uh, this classification into two. 
immanent and consensual energies. So immanent energies are the energies that are natural energies, raw energies, pure energies. And we have, we can even classify them further as energy from the wind, as aero energy, or from the soil, from earth, as geoenergy, cosmo energy. So we can classify them further. So is yeah, I might just jump in just because I'm curious on your take because in, this has been a it's a question that you know it kind of has been with me ever since I started thinking about imminent energy and, and that is that. Um, when we start talking about geoenergy, for example, there is significant variation from between one place and another, right? Not every place on Earth has the same geoenergy. And, you know, as someone who works with uh, Indigenous people, uh, myself, like that's something that's a big part of Indigenous cultures is understanding the different energetic spaces in Earth. And, um, but when I talk, when I think about imminent energy, that is, you know, supposedly unshaped, un, unmolded in some way. So I, I often, I, I, I get there is this distinction between, uh, I know you're about to go there, consciential energy, the energy that human consciousnesses manipulate and say exactly. imminent energy, like energy or energy from the na nature or even animals. But do, would you agree that strictly speaking, ultimately, when we talk about imminent energy, it would have to be some kind of underlying, uh, you know, underlying level of, energetic frequency that is um, kind of underpins all of that, that is even finer or more neutral, or I don't quite know what the right word is, a technical term would be from an, you know, almost like a physical, from a physics point of view, but that is uh, more unmolded than geoenergy, air energy, all those, all those natural energies. Do you know what I mean? Like there's some underlying matter, mm -hmm. like what well, is a matter, energy. That we yeah, don't what, even understand fully. What we have is that um, it's uh, the immanent energy is energy without information. But that doesn't mean that these immanent energies doesn't feel different and doesn't have their own uh, special um, differentiation between them, right? And especially when we when we talk about cosmo energy or aero energy or geo energies that we're talking, geo energy is different from many different places. If you go to closer to a volcano, you have a very strong geo activity, and you feel a, a very strong this uh, geo energies, right? Or if you go to a place, if you go up the mountain, you also have geo energy, but you have like this strong energy from the from the air. So with the more we study and the more we go, like the more we, we start perceiving these energies, we also can start to differentiate, uh, differentiate the, the perceptions that we have in relation to these energies. And uh, let me just compliment on that. It's also important. Um, this, uh, this is a, a terminology differentiation. Whenever we say neutral energy, we are meaning that it is the energy without a consciential information, no? without a more neutral information. But it's also interesting to remember that we perceive those energies. 
So we need our consciousness to go in some place or to feel the energy to be able to, in a way, to classify. So that's why whenever we talk about immanent energies, we will see and perceive different types of immanent energy. Even a zoo energy, you know, phyto energy, geo energy, aero energy, we have different sorts of immanent energy. And even one immanent energy, as Marlon mentioned, or the geo energy can be here with some perception and in another place with a different perception. And even the immanent, very pure energy, in one day we might perceive it in some way. And in a second day, we might perceive a little bit different according to our own reality, because it is hard to, to be neutral on perceiving those energies because we are dealing with our consciousness. We have our ego. We have ourselves who are all the time in contact with the energy, with the bioenergies per se. But also how we feel, right? And perception. Exactly. I think this exactly. is very interesting. But when we talk about bioenergetic self-mastery, so you're talking about a level that you already understand and can manipulate some, some level of energy. So what is the feeling? And we often in class, we encourage the students to go out and test, test the bioenergies. How do you feel it? Do you feel it as heavy, as light? Do you feel it as as has a taste or it has a smell or it gives you, what does it resonate or how does it resonate with your perceptions with you and which perceptions do you bring with it? Um, sometimes you, you have energies that are more pulling or they're more freeing that, and, and uh, so the, the, the perception of these energies is quite vast, is quite uh, ample to say that if the characteristics that we can list about these energies, uh, and I go back to the vocabulary part, right? We're talking about the neologisms and the vocabulary. Perhaps we still don't have words to describe what we are feeling about these energies even then, right? We use words from other areas to describe the perceptions that we have. Oh, I feel it light, or I feel it clean, or I feel it uh, rough. But yeah. maybe yeah, the true. perception is another thing, this, this, right? Yeah, yeah, appropriate labeling of our, our own energetic sensations, yes. But sorry, I interrupted you. You were just talking about imminent energy and, and, and I think you were going to go on to <laughs> consciential energy. Yeah, but, uh, but this is the thing about imminent energies, right? When we, again, we talk about bioenergetic self-mastery, uh, when we start to study imminent energies, and this energy without information. So how can we make use of these energies as well, right? Then because the energy without information or a natural raw source of energy, they're very good and they're very positive for us. If you, if you are stressed out of you know, work or something and you go out for a walk in the beach or a walk in the woods and, and even doctors are prescribing walks in the woods these days in Canada and Japan, so we already have that, we already have this as a, a true value or true something that people are already in intraphysical society prescribing walks in the woods. And, and then you 
interact with them on in energies. You, they help us to dis, disintoxify or detox our energies as well. So the contact with immanent energies is very positive. It's very positive and can be one resource for us. And it can and absolutely be one resource for us. And this is uh, important what, what we are talking because whenever we start to perceive better the bioenergies, we also start to perceive life as a process, as we were talking before, no? Um, perceiving energies is part of this entire process because uh, I want to insist on that because we are consciousness and we have our own energy. We have our chakras and uh, we have a list of benefits that we, we will acquire whenever we deal much better with bioenergies. Whenever we, apart from walking in the woods, we can also learn how to deal with all the chakras and with our own energies. This is uh, the title of this, this podcast is Bioenergy Self Master because of that. Because whenever we master better every minute, minute by minute, day by day, we also have a huge amount of um, qualities and, and aspects that we learn from that. And even our physical body, we can even feel our physical body much better. It is interesting because we have chakras. We have so many chakras, which, which are uh, energetic vortices. Uh, connecting our physical and non-physical reality. So dealing with bioenergies is exactly dealing with this interaction between physical and non-physical and dealing in a way that we, we start to perceive subtle things, little things, little details. No, this is one of the advantages from one of the benefits from dealing with bioenergy. No, we can even prevent disease. So, uh, well, let's see. Um, I mean, I think that'll be really good to talk about all the benefits and, and the techniques, right? How we look after um, our energetic body. Uh, but I think we were still, there were still some foundations you were setting. Marlon, before I started asking about imminent energy, um, and I think consciential energy, was that something you wanted to talk to? Yeah. So we were talking generally about bioenergies. And when it, so in the universe, we have two realities, bioenergies and the consciousness. And then we look into bioenergies and we can classify, separate them even further. So just a classification to help us understand and study the, the bioenergies. One that we just talked about is immanent energies, and the other one is conscientious energies. So immanent energies, the energies without information, and conscientious energy is what we call the energy with information. So conscientious energy, as the name says, is the energy used by the consciousness. So the energy that we use in our daily life. How do we use this energy when we talk to someone, when we interact with other people, when we think, when we feel, when we watch something? So we are all the time exchanging energies with the environment, exchanging energies with people. And there is some information, right? Or there are many informations in this energy that goes and flows uh, in and out as we, as we interact, as we use this energy. 
Uh, one thing that's very clear for the when we talk about medianism, when we talk about parasitism, um, it's basically to say it's uh, the ability that a person has to read the information in the energies. So when when we talk about telepathy, right, the the person thought about you and or send a, a thought, an idea. And you, you are able to receive these energies and you are able to read the information of the energies and you got the idea. Or when it's very, very simple that we pick up the phone and we already know who's calling and if they're in a good mood or in a bad mood, and you already know, right? Even before the phone rings, you will start looking for your phone and you know that someone is trying to reach you. So this is parapsychism, right? This is reading the energy that is coming our way. This is the reading the energetic interaction and reading for the information. And this is not necessarily a gift, right? We can develop this in life. And there's many techniques that we can help, that we can use to develop these, uh, the, the parapsychism. Uh, so nice. this is the conscientious energy, the energy with information. So... Uh Taking from that explanation, from the two realities that we just mentioned, uh, I want to elaborate more in the conscientious energy because it's it's our starting point. You know? It is very, very important to be able to master that and how we can master that. We start exactly here and now, you know, having information and having this uh, interest of being able to qualify our own energy, our conscientious energy. And understanding that also by qualifying the energies, whenever I go, wherever I experience, I can make it better. So we are all the time exchanging energies, as Instructor Marlowe mentioned. We are all the time interacting all the time, minute by minute, every second. Here we are exchanging an interaction. Whenever we interact, we exchange energies. Whenever we think, we send the energies. You no, know? so bioenergies are the people key are listening, so, to so life. So as we are communicating here, we are all exchanging energy, right, from Thailand to Australia to Canada. And then exactly. wherever people are listening to this podcast right now, they are interacting with our respective energies, right, through Absolutely. Our Absolutely. Yes, and exactly. Probably quantum scientists, quantum physicists might tell us that we are already interacting with the listeners in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we might uh, go step by step, you know, and then <laughs> from there we might consider that possibility. But I, 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 I want to reinforce that because if we are aware that we are all the time exchanging energies, this will give us the solid base to consider that by using our will, we can do a lot with bioenergies. Yes, Marlon? Yeah, um, I just want to pick up on what Kim said, because this is a very yes. interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So for the future listeners or the people that will listen right to, to this podcast, and we are already interacting with their energies, as Kim said, maybe we are already interacting with the energies. Uh, there's always the question of how these energies make you feel, or how do you feel these energies? 
Do you feel them positive? Do you feel them relaxing or do they make you, I don't know, go out and don't want to be here? So it's part of the reading of the energies. It's part of the, the understanding the energies. And that's why we, we, we have this whole thing called consensuality that is the objective study of the consciousness. And, and understanding and studying consensual energy is a big part of this study as well, because that's how we manifest. That's, what, that's how we manifest. We have these energies, the thoughts and sentiments, and we are exchanging these energies So to be aware, right? And this, so we already have, we already gave two uh, different tools here, right? One was the, the work with immanent energies, where your perceptions with immanent energies and, and how do you feel? Now we have a second tool that is, how do you feel consensual energies? How do you feel your interactions? After interacting with someone, do you feel drowned? Do you feel lifted? Do you feel more charged or... Or, I don't know, do you need to go and recharge somewhere else? Mm -hmm. And just to, to elaborate more on that, also the environment. You know, every place we go, we will interact with a place, wanting or not, and we will feel the consequences of our energy and, and from the, our interaction that we have with a place. So we can go into a place and we can feel very well, suddenly, out of nothing. And then we, we start feeling, whoa, I'm feeling so well in this place. And on the contrary, we go into another place, a different place. And from out of nothing, we start to feel angry, aggressive, irritated. And we don't know where it comes from. Well, this is part of the self-mastery and self-understanding. And whenever we know this, whenever we are aware of that, we can deal better. And we can even with, um, in the future, we can even be able to qualify the environment by using and dealing with our energies. When, when you so say in qualify, a way that you mean improve, yeah? You make better. Improve, yeah. exactly. So whenever we go into an awkward place, We can start doing the vibrational state, which is a very nice technique that Marlo will explain soon. And with the vibrational state, we can optimize the entire energy from the environment. And this is quite interesting because we have this capacity. We might not be aware of this capacity, but we all have this possibility to be developed. And the vibrational state is the technique for that. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that when we say about this, that, uh, in, in classes we, we, we teach this in many, many, many other things. But one thing is that we, we, often, we often go through life is suffering from the energies, right? We go into a place that, is, that has like bad to say bad or I don't know some energy that doesn't make you feel well and welcome and you leave that place and you go home and it's like you're trained you don't want to do anything else and we suffer the effects and we suffer right we go through life and normally we suffer but what we want is to empower people and say look there are many techniques that you can use and and let's start to get proactive And not suffering the effects of the energy, but rather changing the environments that you go in. 
rather improving the energies where you go, where you move, where you exchange energies, how you manifest. Or at the very least, be able to self-regulate, right? I, I, exactly. I mean, I, I, I agree, right? I, I totally think it's really empowering and positive to know that we can make a difference in spaces just through our looking after our own energies and our own energetic presence. It's and funny I, that people, whenever we talk about energies, everybody goes like, but just send good energies? Just? <laughs> I mean, if you send good energies, it's already a very good job. It's a it is a job. milestone. It's a yes. milestone. How, yeah. But, but so there's a couple of buts for me there. One, one is um, uh, um, that I think sometimes... Like it's it's good to be um, aware of our limitations, right? Like, yes, we can improve some spaces through our presence, but there's a lot of things that we can't change, right? You can't just kind of be going in a place and sending out good vibes and creating a, a change to like, you know, a big workplace or uh some I don't know sort of a big system of, of people where there's always negative things happening and just because somebody goes in and works with their energies it's not going to transform everything that's happening there it might you might there might be it might create little openings for extra physical consciousnesses to provide assistance or for something like that to unfold but um, I think it's you know it's good to be realistic I suppose mm-hmm. about what we can mm-hmm. and can't do and and the other thing is maybe when people talk about sending positive energy you know often that's just like a bit of a platitude like to actually send positive energy is, is involves a bit of work right you 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 have to maintain your own energetic level continuously and you have to really focus on whatever it is you're wanting to focus on for some sustained time it's not just a um you know, I'm vibing good energy that, now and that's it kind of Exactly. Thing. That's why, uh, Kim, it's a very good questions that you, you brought here, very good interaction. That's why we start, whenever we start to study bioenergies, we start step by step. The first step, as you mentioned, it's self-regulation. You know? We need to perceive our connections first, ourselves so the chakras, the, the nuclei of energies and, and how we interact little by little, you know, the first, the baby steps, those are the baby steps. Of course, we, we should not, we ought not, we ought not to, to go to places and start to sterilize energy without being, without having the capacity of first being very aware, being able to self-master and being able to harmonize ourselves first. You know, those are the first steps. That's why we, we implement, whenever we think about bioenergies, we are all the time thinking together with the practice. There is no way to learn energy without the practice part. You know? And this is the, the, the first and most important step. And then with the practice, day by day, you practice in vibrational stage. And then you will start to enhance our reality, your reality, you know, and the reality even, and then in the near future, the reality from perhaps different environments. Of course, we are not here to, 
I don't know if I'm using the right word, but let's say we are not here to save the universe. That's not the main idea. No, what we want to enhance is first ourselves. And then if we have the capacity, we can qualify conflicts, environments, and different situations that might be possible according to our limitations, as you mentioned very well. And and together with that, it's important to, I don't know if you, Marlo, if you want to add, can I go ahead and talk a little bit about chakras? Because I think it's it's important just to, to pinpoint on that because yeah, it is totally related. Yeah, I was going to ask you about, expand a bit about chakras, right? And, and I guess exactly. maybe, it, it, by way of context, I found it very interesting, right? I've, I've you know, mainly interviewed people for this podcast that are interested in out-of-body experiences and energy sometimes. But what I found interesting that I've I've, uh, I've included um, a couple of people who are very much into out of body experiences, but we're kind of dubious about energy, kind of questioning whether energy even exists, you know. Or um, quite often, I hear people, uh, I guess, being sort of a bit cynical about chakras, right, as some kind of esoteric concept. And mm-hmm. as someone who feels very tangibly right both energies and chakras it's very difficult to understand like well it's not difficult to understand i can understand if someone doesn't feel it then you know it's hard to feel it's hard to feel confident that these things exist but i guess um, yeah maybe if you talk about chakras and but also you know what the role that they play in in our energetic system but also why some of us might not might not perceive them and others do Exactly. Um, let let me start from back to front. No, uh, why most of us, and I am even talking about myself. When I started to learn about bioenergies, I was a bit skeptical. I, I thought, like, is this real? No. And then with the practice, I started to feel more these chakras, and I started to perceive better bioenergies. No, and, and my energy per se. So whenever we we think about chakras, we also, uh, it's important to consider that we are here talking from the scientific point of view. This means that uh, we will explain to ourselves whenever we perceive the chakras. And for us to give it a shot, for us to perceive the chakras, we need to give opportunities. And which opportunities are those? Practicing the vibrational state is one of the techniques that we are going to to talk more about it. You know, once we give these possibilities, these opportunities, we open a door to perceive better the chakras. What are the chakras? The chakras are the energetic vortices. You know? they are this this nucleus of energy that connects. They connect our our physical body with the energetic dimension so we have a physical and non-physical connection and that's why it is a little bit hard to perceive because for that perception we need to expand beyond physical sensations although some uh, para sensations or some non-physical sensations they will look like physical for example itching tingling no, and some movement around any chakras. No, so 
those bioenergetic centers, those, those circles of energies, they are mainly connecting the most important parts. They give the vitality that we need. So it's like we might even imagine our physical body without vitality. So the chakras, they are the vitality that the physical body needs. You know? And how we can profit from there? by experiencing, by giving, um, uh, placing our will and wanting to know more. So those chakras, they are the, the center of force. They are like ways to, to non-physical reality. And then they totally connect ourselves. So this means that, let's suppose I have, let's say I have my cardio area. We have a chakra that connects this area. We call it cardio chakra. We have my, as we call it, third eye, this front chakra here, right in the middle, my third eye, in the middle of both eyes. We have our, ours, uh, also my, my palm chakra in the palm of our hand. My plantar chakra, they are in the sole of our feet and more. We have chakras all over our physical body. And they do this extremely connection. And this, this set of energetic vortices together, when we, when we place the effort and when we start to connect all them and when we start to move, we can feel all the benefits. And it might be even be immediate. Yes, Marlon? Yeah, no, I just want to compliment. Um, I think yes. when, when we talk about chakras, of course, we had many, many, many theories and many lines of thoughts in humanity that use the idea of chakras. And, and probably some of them with very colorful drawings and very different associations, right? Um, we are here, well, in consciousology, we, we look at them and uh, through a very um, trying to be as scientific as possible and understanding this as vortices of energies uh, that connect ours, our physical body with dimensions and with the ambience and the, the main exchange points of energies that we, we have. And when you, when you were talking about not perceiving or perceiving, and I think that that goes for the whole perception of energies. And mm -hmm. just, as, just as a skill, right, that we, we see this very normal, we we develop some skills during life. We are, we can do some things better than other things, right? We can, I cannot cook, a, I cannot bake a cake, but I can cook some dinner. Might not be the best dinner, but I can do some of it. And other people are more skilled in this or that. And I think just as a skill that we can develop, the perception of energies is the same thing. For me, it's the, the same thing. The, the more we work with it, the more we try to develop, the, the more perceptions we start having. And, and, and it's the same where you go to the gym. We often like to use this. Uh, when we start to work out, when we start to move the muscles, we have muscles that haven't been moved in a while. And we go to the gym or if you do a different practice every time you go to the gym, you start to notice that there, there are muscles that you didn't even, even, even know before that are possible to move, right? 
Um, and the same thing applies to the, the work with energies, the same things apply to the perception of the chakras. The more we start to work with them, the more we start to focus our attention and work with energies, then we start perceiving more and more. And, and sometimes it will take some time of work for us to start perceiving. Just to complement on that, um, I want to reinforce what I mentioned before. For us to perceive energy or for us to perceive chakras, it is important to, to start paying attention on details, little things, subtle things, you know, subtle sensations. We, For example, sometimes we might come back home and we we are heavy we are feeling heavy with a sort of gravitation energies around us we just feel bad and we don't exactly know why we are feeling heavy and and, and charged and bad so it is interesting to to give an to, to pick this opportunity and start to practice the vibrational state because then we can see the different immediate difference you know between being heavy and be and feeling so bad and suddenly after five minutes of vibrational state of applying this technique we can see the difference it's yeah. sometimes it takes just less than five minutes it's three minutes just Starting to move the energies from head to toe, and then we start, we already start to change the vibration. It's like when you throw a stone into a lake. Oh, you just you see the vibrations, the vibrate, the waves, they start, they start to change. They change and change and change. With the chakras, it's interesting because we move these, these vortices whenever we want. It's just about wanting. And of course, it's about knowing. We need to know that the chakras, they really exist for us to give it a shot and, and try to have good results and good uh, effects. And this is also part of the, the benefits you know, whenever mm. we, we, we be dealing with that. You know? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to um, just um, sort of support what you said around when you're feeling like you know, in terms of how energy work and can help us regulate right like i i find it so fascinating every time i find it fascinating again if i've been out or i've had some stressful situation or something happened and i feel irritated and then i use start moving energy and i spend a few minutes uh, doing the vibrational state and then i don't feel irritated anymore i feel calm and how uh -huh. how uh, something that seems like you know it's a mental thing i have to you know when you when you have these sort of irritating thoughts you think you have to work something out or you have to i don't know take some action or something and then by balancing the energies it's your emotional system um, and your mental system all relax together right it's a very fascinating uh -huh. and uh, it's topic. a here you are it's a very good example Ken. exactly that no so Sometimes we, we call it even this, this gravitation energy that is uh, around us. You know? And then we just picked from any place or from anybody that we interact. And why that happened? Well, it happens because either I am really irritated or, or somebody else were irritated. And then I picked and as a gift without being aware. You know? And then I, I arrived home and I started to feel this 
stressful and more and more irritated. And then we work with energies and then we can see the immediate difference to compare from before and after. This is a very good technique and this is what we encourage. Of course, with the practice day by day, we start to have more, to feel more other sensations that are related with working with chakras and working with energies. For example, just go ahead and give a few examples here. Burning eyes, no, they, they might be physical, but they might be also connected with chakras. You and mean when your eyes are stinging movement. or something? Exactly. Yeah. Itching, you know, goosebumps. Even the, the yaw, when we yaw, yawn, we are yawn, I'm sorry, when we yawn, um, numbness, it is also connected with working with energy, stingling, uh, involuntary movements, and, and sometimes we can even perceive sort of some movement in the macro chakras areas. We perceive some movement here in the cardio, in the frontal, even in our palm chakras, you can perceive. And this is totally related even at the perception of the change of the temperature, either heat or cold, salivation, sweating. Of course, they might be only physical, they might, but with the practice, you will see that we all have a number of sensations and non-physical sensations that tend to repeat because our energetic chakras are different from each one. And then we have some groups of perception and from effects that they will tend to repeat, you know, like spontaneous vibrational state that Marlo is going to explain, um, some business even some, some sensation that we are expanding our thoughts. It's like I start to move my energies and then after a minute, I am feeling so intelligent and I'm so smart. What happened? This is related with perhaps removing this gravitated energy around ourselves. I wonder whether um, there is yes. also, because I quite often find uh, that as I'm lying in bed um, on the process of going to sleep, you know, I often work with energy then. And suddenly I will have these insights and understandings about things that have been, you know, bothering me during the day or maybe some interaction with another person. And suddenly I'm like, there you go. Suddenly there I, you understand go. Their, their, yeah. their, I understand their side of you, you know, their point of view, or I have a, mm-hmm. another angle. And I have wondered whether uh, it is, uh, also partially because we enter into a, a misalignment so we so our psychosoma our you know astral body kind of moves out a little bit which i think happens right when you do the vibrational state as well yes and you then access more of your more of your power brain your where you have better perspective a perception right clearer perspective Yes, we we call it this uh, signs and effects of working with energies. So this is totally connected with the example we just just gave. This is fantastic, fantastic uh, example right on spot. Sometimes we can even feel catalepsy. I don't know if you you experience that. It is the sensation that is characterized by this muscular rigidity. And then it's like... 
sometimes some people would call uh, would say I, I felt like it was a stone I, I was not able to move is it a bit Depending like sleep paralysis on, or it might be connected with this uh, sleep paralysis. No, it is sometimes it is what we call it sleep paralysis. No, depending on there are uh, people who immediately when they start to move the energies, they they have this sensation. Mm. So that's that's what we mentioned before. There are some signs and some effects that are different from they they variate from person to person. Mm. No? Mm. Yes, Marlon. Yeah, I just want to point out that from the health perspective, right, we were talking about the benefits and and when we talk about the benefits of working with bioenergies, the health perspective is very important because yeah. as, as Kim, as just as just the example that you gave, right, you, you might, if you don't work with energies, what will happen, right? You are stressed out from the work and you keep thinking bad about the environment, about other people, and the stress keep accumulating, and and suddenly you are in a higher level of stress, and then body functions start not to working as properly, and then so one thing leads to the other, right? And you might develop some disease. So the the idea that working with energy is it's very healthy as well because it helps us to prevent. A lot of this disease that come that, that might come from these energies that are accumulated, either from energies or from these interactions that we have. So from the health perspective, it's very important to work with energies. And of course, we have the, the, the free flow of energies, right? Moving in and out. And the more we, we work with our chakras and we have more this ability or this uh, flexibility with the energies. It's easier for us, as you said, disconnect a little from the physical body, connect a little more with the psychosoma, with the astral body, try to relate, try to get these, these ideas in a broader perspective and read more of these energies will help us, right? Will help us in the long run and, and to solve, sometimes to solve little things that otherwise would take many months to, to be uh, organized or solved. I heard, um, um, I heard Valdiviera say once that when, that when, he's, when we're doing a vibrational state, in, during that moment, um, cell aging is stopped. So cell, the cell decay stops. I have no idea if that's true. Great selling point, I would have thought. We, we need to measure that. I'm pretty sure that we need to start measuring that. Everybody wants to reverse aging. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe well, we should rebrand it, right, for an anti-aging product or something. Yeah. It probably would sell more. <laughs> one, one thing is for sure, uh, knowing and perceiving energies uh, brings more youth because as soon as you are aware that you have your, uh, you have an inner conflict, you can work with energies, you no, know, of course, in the future, we might even um, consider having perhaps a podcast to talk about thoughts, because thoughts are also strictly connected with working with energies. You no, know. of course, if we uh, work with energies and, and keep heavy or irritated thoughts now if you keep repeating that then we are self-intoxifying ourselves it's different no but it's it's important to to keep that to keep that process no and then by that 
we can perceive more and more the, the, the capacities. And, and since we were talking before about the, the benefits, it's also interesting to reinforce that this diagnose, diagnosing the, the energosoma, perceiving how the energy, how our energetic body is working with us is one of the big benefits. And um, also interesting, we talked about a few benefits, no? analyzing self-perception, understanding the chakras, reducing tiredness and stress, no? because we, since we mentioned getting uh, youth, no? because of course, if we reduce the tiredness and the stress, we are getting youth in some way. No? Identify more, more vitality, uh, right? You have more vitality. More vitality, that's, that's exactly. Sure. Optimizing everyday health, as we mentioned, prevent disease, as we mentioned, developing the most important is developing paraperceptions, you know, and being able to map our chakras, being able to perceive how we are actually. And uh, just to, to conclude that point, uh, sometimes you know, I don't know if it happens with you, you eat a lot at night, for example. You, you, are, you arrive home hungry and then you eat too much and then you have like a, some little disease in your stomach, in pain. your belly. Yeah. yeah. And then you start to work with energies and, you know, this also helps to diminish the, to reduce the pain. So yes, there are yeah, many true. benefits. And headaches. Yeah. Headaches as, as well. well. Just, you know, yeah, the, the last time I had a headache was before I started to work with energies. I don't mm. remember having it anymore. That's exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about, we've talked a lot about working with energy and I think that might not mean a lot to someone who's never done this process, right? So um, what does that actually mean? What is working, what, how do we work with energy? And also we've mentioned the vibrational state. Um, so what is that? Yeah. So uh, I wanted to take this time to explain this technique this is uh, one of our master technique of control and understanding bioenergies in a very practical way. In our courses, we do them every class at the end of the class, 30 minutes to do these practices and, and understanding and the perceptions here. So it's called vibrational state. So basically the idea is that we move our energies until a point where we can feel the activation of the chakras and we feel a state of intense vibration of our personal energies. So this is the basic idea. And how do we do that? So let's go step by step. Um, the first step I would say is that it's important to, uh, when we start in the beginning, just to have a, a good perception and, and focus on the exercise. It's good to, to try to disconnect from other activities and focus your attention on the energies. Then we can, uh, we can do it standing or sitting or a good relaxed position. So we focus the not, we don't focus on the physical body, but we focus more on the energies. And the first step is to accumulate our energies on the top of our heads. So either how, sitting or How standing. do you do that? How does one accumulate energies? <laughs> exactly. Especially if you're not quite sure what that even is. Exactly. So there's no need to imagine, visualize colors or anything. What we, we, we want uh, people to use, to make use, is the, to use their willpower. 
So we command the energies to move up. And once we give this command, we can start to feel and perceive the energies moving upwards and accumulating on top of our heads. So when we are still or relaxed and focusing on the energies, we command, we command, well, I'll start to accumulate energies on top of my head. And I'll continue accumulating and accumulating energies. Um, so th again, there's no need to visualize, there's no need to put colors on it or a big bowl of energies. You, we want people to be able to using the willpower to, to be able to achieve this movement because the energy goes, that's the, that's the, you think about the energy, the energy is already there, right? It's already, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we can feel it or not. If we have the intention and we think this is where we want it to go, that's where it will go. That's where you go. Exactly. 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 And in the beginning, might, it might be difficult for some people to perceive it, uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, look for the small sensations or very simple sensations because they will, they will lead you to bigger sensations uh, the more you practice. So we accumulate them on top of our heads. And once we have accumulated enough energy, we feel comfortable with the amount of energies that we accumulated, we start moving the energies down. We, have, uh, we move them slowly, passing by each chakra and each part of the body and until, like, have our energies to scan our body. And we start slowly and we move them to the bottom of our feet. So this is the first movement, right? We accumulate them on top of our head and slowly, when we have this big bolo energy, slowly we move them down, like scanning each part of our physical body. Once we have them, the energies at our feet, we move them back up again. So slowly, we can do it slowly at first, moving from the top, from the bottom of our feet to the top of our head and repeat. So this is the first movement that we do to reach a vibrational state. We start moving our energies up and down, up and down. And we can move this, we can do this movement for 20 times or until we feel comfortable with this maneuver of energies moving up and down. <laughs> then to install a vibrational state, we the last step would be to dynamize, to increase the speed, to accelerate this movement up and down to the maximum capacity until we reach a state where all of our energies are in the vibration state, where we feel this vibration, where we feel these energies vibrating at a, at a very intense uh, speed. So basically, this is the, the, the technique. So we start by moving up. We start by accumulating on top of our heads. We move down and up again. 20 times we start slowly and then slowly we start to accelerate and accelerate, dynamize them to the maximum until you reach a vibrational state. So that's the technique of the yeah. vibrational and state. I, and, I, and I can say um, that if you want to actually experiment it with it, um, with some guidance, the first episode of um, the podcast, I actually talk, talk people through the process as well. Oh, excellent. It's like a guided, a guided vibrational state exercise. Yes, uh, it's important to say, uh, it's a great point, Kim. It's important to say that uh, the first time 
perhaps people will not perceive much, but don't give up. Because as we mentioned now, when we started talking about bioenergies, the perceptions, they are subtle. And sometimes we might uh, be able even to feel just the effects, as we mentioned before, the signs of, that we are, the signs that indicate that we are doing a circulation of energy, even without being aware. So, as we mentioned before, you know, the change of temperature, the involuntary mov movements, I feel itching, ballooning, spontaneous uh, exteriorization, calmness, euphoria, perhaps sometimes, you no, know, and, and the sensation that the time passes fast or slow. Uh, even some precognitions, we might we might have a few perceptions of things that might happen in the future in a, in a zip zap, just a, a view, you know, quick thinking, as we mentioned before, a few insights. This is all connected with working with the vibrational stage. Yeah, so, and it's, uh, we often say it, in the beginning, uh, we, we recommend that you either standing or sitting. The written technique says that we do standing. Uh, so if you do standing, you can do... Uh, almost leaning towards the wall. So if you feel a little discomfort, anything, you can back to the wall or something. Uh, but in the beginning, ideally you would do in a relaxed uh, state, in a, in, in a more calm environment. So you start really perceiving the energies and the movement and, and focus on the technique and concentrate. But with time and with practice, you can actually do in many other occasions and we encourage the students to try that and and do them while they're at exercising while they're walking or taking a shower it's incredible to do it if you're taking a shower too you interact with them on energies plus your consensual energies that you are moving here in the vibration state we only don't encourage people to do while maybe a self-harm activity at the same time or something that might lead to some accident. So that's the only thing that we don't encourage. So if you are in the kitchen with a knife, cutting some vegetables, uh, I wouldn't say for you to, that's not the time to practice the vibration state or even driving. That's not the time because the attention should be on the activity. So but is that because also that, you, you, you might uh, alter your consciousness in some way or what's the... Um, because I, I suppose I find when I do it, it's, it's almost like becoming more present. You know, when yeah. I start moving the energy, I feel more present. That's I don't correct. feel less so present. You, you do it before and you do it after the activity. But mm -hmm. if you were doing activity that requires your full attention and has a potential for harm, then not during the activity. That would be better to do it before. Yeah, especially in the beginning, whenever we are starting a new activity, it's like, as Marlo mentioned before, go into a gym. There are muscles we are not even aware. So we need some time to adjust and we need some time to practice. That's why in this course that we are going to talk soon, we, we encourage people and we, we deal with the vibrational state. We practice vibrational state every class. And then what we want is the vibrational stage to become our second nature. It's like, for example, vibrational state like this. And then we are in vibrational state. 
This is what we want. This is what we aim. No? So then we can use this. We can profit from a lot from that. And how, how often do you think you should, how often is it recommended to do this throughout the day? Well, 20 times a day, that would be... As many, the, yeah, as many times as you can. But yeah. yes, 20 times a day would be fantastic. But of course, in the beginning, people need to stop what they are doing to focus on that until they it's like learning how to drive you know i bet nobody would be start driving in a zip zap we needed some time you know to look to pay attention how to park all the these commands with a vibrational state is the same yeah and the the but uh, one thing that i think it's important here when we talk about the work with energies when we talk about uh using this tool that is a vibrational state and start manipulating energies. I think, uh, and I think, but we also have in the, in, in the, in the, in the literature, it's more important to have quality than quantity. So if you, if you can do two a day, one in the morning when you wake up, one at night before going to bed, and those are, you know, like good ones that you you are aware, you can control it more, you feel more, you have more perceptions, they're longer in practice. If you can do two a day, if you can do three a day, that's excellent, excellent. And we encourage that. So if you, and slowly you can expand that, right? Slowly you go to a five a day and then at some point you can reach 10 a day or, but then again, uh, we you can do that before the activities so we do one when you wake up one before leaving the house or one before doing the other activity and with time and dominating more and more the technique you have more perceptions and it will be easier to do in in other environments as well yeah yeah and i think what you just said it's a good um i've, I've used that sometimes that technique to to you know when there's certain situations that are like a transition like i get into the car or i sit down at my desk or i you know sit down to have a meal or whatever that those transitions prompt a reminder to do vibrational state um, i've actually just yesterday and probably planning i hadn't thought about it before but knowing that we would be talking in some ways might have quantum mechanically influenced me <laughs> no anyway <laughs> i i actually just installed an app um a habit like there's these habit apps right on my phone so to to prompt me 15 times a day for vibrational state so i get the the reminders right so because i've been um at different stages of my life i've had a stronger habit and others a less strong habit and i i i, I know that when i do it regularly throughout the day my life generally flows much more smoothly there's more synchronicities there's more clarity all those kinds of things right so um i'm, I'm keen to to get back onto that so using a using a, an app to create a new habit is a good way to go about it i think absolutely and this is and also one 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 other thing that i would say is that write down your results so if you if you have the time and if you were you know have we have we can make notes in the cell phone these days or just simple app. today i did two and i felt these and these and that right so the other day i did how many i did on the other day 
what did I feel? Was it increased, less, and, and so on? Oh, today I felt something new. It was a stronger vibrational state. I think I'm getting to, I'm thinking I'm getting actually to a vibrational state and so on. So to take notes, because sometimes we have, we have perceptions and we tend to minimize our perceptions because they're not like the biggest phenomenon or or something so don't minimize your perceptions write down the little things i felt an itchy on the back of my head and the itchy repeated for a week what does that mean right how can i explore more of that so it becomes a tool to self-knowledge as well it becomes a tool to understand ourselves better again we're talking consciousness the practical study of the consciousness so this is one way that we can also uh, use vibration state for self-knowledge. Yeah. Yes, we are talking about self-perceptions and there is no way we can perceive ourselves just by physical. We need the non-physical, we need the energetic process as well, you know, together with mental and emotional uh, perceptions as well. Mm. You know. Yeah, so I think, um, I think to wrap up now, um, Let's talk a bit about uh, Reapprendencia offers this course you mentioned, right? So you're, you're about to, sometime soon you're starting a new, a new intake for a workshop that involves bioenergies, but lots of other topics as well, I think, right? So Yeah, exactly. Um, we, this is the second time this year we are offering this course. The course is the Fundamentals of Consciousness Evolution. Is a complete course. We have 50, is a 50 hours course, 20 live online classes that we teach. Each class is two hours and a half. We have two hours of theory and reflection activities and 30 minutes of energetic practice each class. Um, it will start for Australia. It will start September 3rd. So Saturdays and Sundays will be. And from uh the Sydney time, we would be from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. So this would be the time for Sydney. So does that mean in, in the U.S. or in, in the Americas, it's running on Friday and Saturday night, is it? Or Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's correct, yes. And so for Vancouver time, for example, we will be from 5 to 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. And running, as you said, Fridays and Saturdays. So for Sydney, it will be uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Again, the time from 10 to 12.30 uh, Sydney time. And we cover bioenergies, we cover uh, parapsychic phenomena, out-of-body experiences, life programming. We talk about the consciousness evolution in general, uh, the quality of life, as we just uh, explained a little here. And this course is a complete course, it can give you an incredible big panorama of your own consciousness, uh, in the dynamics of the, the evolution and the cosmos. And we have so many tools, so many tools for self-research. So it's a very, very good course, complete course here. And so and it's, it's 20 classes, you said, so it's 10 weekends? Yeah, exactly. In a row or 10 weekends in a row? Uh, this time will be in a row. We start in September and we finish uh, November, the first week of November. It's Friday uh, for us, but Saturday for, for Australia. So it's Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, one important point here is because we are talking about bioenergies, it's uh, and Marlo reinforced it. Every class 
we have 30 minutes of bioenergetic practice. So for, for us to see how important practicing with energy is, no, it is, we consider the most important uh, pillar of our self-investigation. That's why we apply in every of those 20 classes, 30 minutes to practice with bioenergy. And, and, uh, we, and uh, say, we say that we have two hours theory, but the, during the two hours, we do so much activities uh, that the classes are very practical. The classes are very practical. We go deep into self-knowledge and there's time for the students to reflect on the topics and, and expand even further. Yeah. And I was going to say, um, I, you know, uh, from experience, I know that there is a difference, right? We can, we can work with energy anywhere um, by ourselves. I mean, it is a very personal activity, but there is something different about being in a group and including virtual groups. So I've done virtual group energy work and um, it enhances it. It increases it. There's something about people coming together, right? And focusing the same intent that uh, tends to, help us which is i think important especially if you're starting off right to yeah. it's potentialized more mm-hmm. yeah it's potentialized and even though it's interesting because we we often have the in-person courses in brazil and in other countries as well and we've we've been doing these online courses uh for two years now or more since the pandemic and, and even before then and we still have the same potential or close to the same potential that we get together to to and to do energetic works during the classes and it is expanded we had the students reporting so many sensations and so many things that uh, so many perceptions that they have um so it's it, it is potentialized and it's very very interesting to see that even in the in the online environment there's there's so there, there's so much that uh, happens as well mm. now having said that i think you know um 10, 10 weekends four hours or two and a half hours each saturday sunday whatever is, is a big commitment um but people can also um they don't have to be live right they don't have to attend live um classes are recorded so if you need to skip one weekend or one saturday or one sunday uh here and there it's okay uh you can watch the class later and catch up with the uh with the the knowledge um that we uh, expand in those classes we do recommend that the the people uh, participate live and interact and bring the questions because um, it's often the time that the reflection happens in the class and you have the support of the team, of the instructors. And so you have the support to go further into your questions. You have the support to, to bring your doubts to class and expand it even further. Uh, so we do encourage the students to participate and hopefully they, they will be so interested that they, they will try not to miss any weekend, right? Yeah, so it's interesting uh, about this participation. It's because whenever you were there live, um, you will make the course more your face. You contribute and you you receive contribution from the moment in which you are interacting. So we we really encourage that. Of course, it will be recorded, but we really encourage yeah, the, you'll get the most out the of participation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, look, and I'll, you know, I'll add a link to whatever information you've got um, as well to the podcast so people can Excellent. look it up if they want to. Yeah. Um, people can follow us on our uh, Instagram accounts. We have the Reapprendenture International Instagram account. We have the Consciousness and Evolution Instagram. We have our channel on YouTube where we have all the lives that we, all the webinars that we've been uh, working on the, the past year. There's many information, much more information that you can uh, watch on our YouTube channel. We can uh, provide the links. And, and also our agenda on our website. We have many articles on our website and currently expanding. So there's, there's more articles to come to our uh, website too. Um, so there's, there are many ways to contact us and we can link our information as well. If you want to contact us, if you, if you have any other doubts about the program, about Conscientiology, we're happy to, to answer all your questions. Yeah, it sounds like a great resource. <laughs> And there are uh, many more information related with bioenergy, but uh, of course we will not go further because it will get too long, but there are a lot of things to experience, a lot of things to practice, and even other subjects, you know, like out-of-body experience, which is a very important subject to deal with, to talk as well, you know, and, and together with other important subjects that we bring here in the course. So it was really a pleasure to be here. Uh, it was very important for, for us to have this possibility to interact with you, Ken, to be able to talk about such an important matter. Yeah, thank you, Fabiana and, and Marlon. I really appreciate you, um, you know, talking about, as I, as I said at the beginning, bioenergies, I think is, is really fascinating. It's incredibly important to our everyday life, but also like you just alluded to, like there's an important link to out-of-body experiences, to our interaction with each other, to our interaction with the environment. Um, it's just such a deep subject matter and, and so, so mm -hmm. crucial. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for having us. And it's always a pleasure to discuss. We, we rarely have spaces in society where we can yes. discuss these topics and as openly as possible. And and with a more scientific point of view, even rarer in, in society, right? So we, we often try to bring the scientific point of view, the very practical study and practical exercises. Um, so it was very, uh, very interesting. I hope, I hope there was some information here or some techniques that you can start applying. And, and that's the way to self-mastery of the bioenergies, right? When we start applying the techniques, yeah. when we start working with the vibration state, when we start to, when we start to look for our perceptions and feelings, how we feel with energies, how we feel with ambience, and how can we develop and expand it even further. <laughs> So and, it was uh, very good. Thank you so if, much. If people start to, to apply the vibrational state, as we mentioned, uh, and, and they will have also the, the signs, the energetic signs, they can write to us and, and you know, with doubts and questions, we will be happy to answer them. Hmm. So we encourage everybody to start practicing you know, in, a, in a quiet environment, you know, to, to start little by little. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great resource because it can really help people to, um, when you first start off, right, to have someone to just talk to. Is this normal? Does this happen to everybody? Just to kind of, yeah, feel, feel, um, or yeah, ask questions, whatever. So yeah, and we, so are, we are, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I just uh, just to conclude, we are not here in life to suffer, and bioenergies help us to diminish that. No. So thank you, thank you very much, really, King, for this opportunity. If you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did, please take a few moments to leave a positive review on Apple Podcast and share it on social media to help others find it. You can find more information about today's guests in the show notes for this episode, including any links to their work and their contact details. This podcast is a labor of love. If you want to support me and get some practical info for your own exploration of consciousness, you can purchase my book, Multidimensional Evolution, from Amazon and other online bookshops. Or if you want to support your local bookstore, which I encourage, you will have to order it in. You can check out my blog on multidimensionalevolution.com where I write about all kinds of topics relating to multidimensionality and our evolution um, that just pique my interest at different times. Finally, get in touch via email or on the Multidimensional Evolution Facebook page. Whether it is to ask questions, share experiences or suggest guests and topics, I always love hearing from people as I believe it is through sharing with each other that we can all grow together. Until then, or until you tune in again, I'm sending you my very best energies. The tune seeing us out is called Akasha from Finnish fusion artist Axel Tesla.